Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by Joy Willette. So good. So good. So good. God is so good. Amen. He's so good. He's so serious about his message. He backs you up. He backs you up. But when you share the gospel, I, I see Acts 10.44 all the time. I see, I see the number 10.44, 10.44 all the time. And it's Acts 10.44. And it says that while Peter was preaching the gospel, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who listened to the message. I'm telling you, when you share the gospel, just like in your pain, in your mess, in, in your junk, tell the gospel the power of God backs you up because God wants that message out. It's his message. Amen. He's so good. He's so good. Doesn't matter if you're prepared. Doesn't matter if you have your dabbing unicorn shirt on. <laughs> That's like the most awesome t-shirt. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, Jesus, we just thank you so much for who you are, God. We give you glory and honor and praise, Jesus. Just begin to worship him right now. Jesus, we worship you. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that you're better than we think. We thank you that you're the best father, even greater than any father that's ever been on the planet, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother, God, that you never leave us, you never forsake us, God, that you are with us. You're with us in the struggle. You're with us on the mountain. You're with us in the valley, and we are never alone. We are never alone, God. We just thank you so much for it, Jesus. We thank you so much for it, Jesus. I know there's a lot of people that have been going through rough seasons. Would you just put your hands out in front of you? And if, you, if you've been great in the month of July, that's awesome. Yay, Jesus. We're happy for you. <laughs> if you've had a rough July or a rough June or even a rough year or whatever, just put your hands out right now. He's breathing a fresh wind on you right now. Fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. He's giving you double for your trouble. Don't believe the circumstances. Don't believe the circumstances. Look to what I'm doing, I hear him say. Thank you, Jesus. What actually is happening in the spirit is breakthrough. What's actually happening in the spirit is leveling up in the spirit. What's actually happening is taking new territory and new ground. And so I hear him say, keep pressing in. Keep going. Get after it. Don't look at the circumstances to determine if you're going the right way. Because what's true right now is breakthrough is at, is at the door. Breakthrough is at the door. The enemy would have you think that he's at the door waiting and crouching and trying to jump on you. But it's actually your breakthrough that's at the door. Yeah, so we just expose every lie of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. 
And we just take authority right now. And we say everywhere that the enemy has tried to put red tape or little things and things to try to make us weary, we say shut it down right now in the name of Jesus. That is illegal. You are not allowed to touch the sons and daughters of God. We say back off and we bind you away from the people of God in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And we just loose and we release the blessing of Abraham over this congregation in Jesus' name. The fullness, the fullness, the fullness, the fullness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I hear don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're just waiting on him for a minute. Ember, God's opening up a new season for you. It's better than you think. There's ample grace. There's ample anointing. There's ample strength for you because you are the gem of his heart He loves you so much. I just hear him say, like, this is my great romance. I love you, Ember. Hmm. It's a new season of breakthrough. It's a new season of power. Authority. And fresh wind. Jesus. Jesus, you're so good. You're so good, God. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Yeah, keys, keys in this season, keys in every season, but keys especially in this season is seeking him, seeking him first, soaking in his presence, sitting before his feet, receiving his oil. It's very key in this season because there's a lot of stuff kicked up in the atmosphere and we have to continually go before his presence. Now what the assault has been from the enemy has been to throw up all these things to like stop progress, to like trip you up, to make you feel like this is really hard. You start to get weary chasing after little foxes. You start to get weary chasing after all these things that would want to make you weary. But the key in this season is even when it feels like I don't have time because I'm chasing this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing, get in his presence and watch what he does. (laughs) 
Get in his presence. Seek him first. He's backing you up, and he's backing you up supernaturally. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Ooh, somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Daniel and I were so proud of the kids and the teens and the tweens and everyone last week. Oh, my goodness. They're powerful. Let's give them a hand. So awesome. They're so powerful, so anointed. They are world changers. And uh, it was just awesome because Daniel and I were looking at each other like, okay, like I think, I think we can retire. I think that <laughs> I think Julia and Emily, I got they got the worship, you know. I think that, you know, Mercy and Tia, they've got, well, let's just go plant another church. We're good. And uh, they were just so, so powerful, so awesome. And so we just love our kids so much. And uh, they're just awesome. Amen. Did you guys enjoy that? God's good. All right, the scripture for today that we're looking at is Matthew 6, 31 to 33, and we're going to read that together, Matthew 6, 31 to 33. It says, do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Amen. So this is a very, very familiar verse. Amen. Very familiar. Now when it says seek first the kingdom, the Greek word for first it means first in order or importance, holding the highest place in all our affections. So when it says seek first his kingdom, it's not just like you're going to seek this thing number one and then this thing number two and this thing number three. It's like seek this as the most highest importance thing in your life and the greatest thing of your affections, you're going to seek the kingdom. Amen? Now, what does that mean to seek the kingdom? It talks about don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your clothing. Don't worry about this situation going on. Don't worry about that thing going on. He says, come and seek first the kingdom. So what is a kingdom? A kingdom is the place where God rules and reigns. So it's a matter of shifting our focus from the kingdom of this world to the kingdom of the most high God. Amen. When I am thinking from the kingdom of this world, I worry, I feel alone, I feel scared, I feel hopeless, I feel like there's limited resources, I feel like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't do this, this is too hard, I'm not strong enough. That's the kingdom of this world. But when you seek first the kingdom of God, where he rules and reigns, and it's his economy, and it's him being taking to dominion and having authority and giving you authority, then everything changes. Amen? You seek first his kingdom and seek it with, as the highest priority. The highest level of your affection is going to be seeking after his kingdom. Amen? Now, what is the kingdom? There's three things that's the kingdom. Pop quiz for our church. Righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that's Romans 4.17. Romans 4.17. Yep. Ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, okay? That's the kingdom. And what Jesus says is that the kingdom is actually inside of you. 
So you want to seek first righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When you're worried about things, when things are kicked up, when it's like, oh my gosh, the enemy's after me. I don't want to give too much glory to the enemy, amen? But when that stuff kicks up and it's very, very real, rather than seeking after, God, help me with that. God, help me with that. God, help. That's awesome. But what happens is when I pray like that with God, I'm still worrying. I'm worrying with Jesus, which is good, but I'm actually not seeking first kingdom. Just like, God, I need your peace. God, I need your righteousness. I need joy in the Holy Spirit. What's your perspective? What do you want me to believe right now? And I'm going to seek him first. I'm going to seek his kingdom and seek until I have joy and peace and righteousness flowing on the inside of me. And then I'm going to be able to make decisions or figure out what, what the other things are. God's going to add that to me supernaturally. Amen? It's awesome. Now, here's something that I had never seen before when I read this scripture, okay? Um, in that scripture, it says, um, all these things the Gentiles seek. But then it says, but you guys seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Those are actually two different Greek words that he uses there, okay? So the first word in Greek is, I'm going to butcher this, but epizeteo. Okay, and that means to seek with all their might, with much sweat, or with much stress. So he says, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? He says, the Gentiles seek after this stuff with stress and striving and sweat, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. And that's how they're seeking the things of this world, because they're thinking from the kingdom of this world where God isn't in that kingdom for them, where they're not aware of him and aware of his kingdom and aware of his presence. Amen. But it's a different word that he uses when he talks to believers and says, but you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, okay? The seek that he refers to there is zeteo, and it is to hunger, to desire, to worship. So when you're seeking the kingdom, it's not the stress and striving and like, I got to try and, and bring the kingdom and that's how peace is going to come. If I come and I work hard enough and I bring the kingdom, then all those things will be added to me. No, it's like I am going to put first his kingdom and I'm going to desire for the kingdom of God without any labor, without any toil, and I'm going to desire to worship God. And that's the kind of seek that he tells us to do. Amen? Amen. Two different kinds of seeking, okay? So how do we hunger and desire for the kingdom? We already talked about that the kingdom is where he rules and reigns. Now, he always rules and reigns, but our awareness of it is what we want to shift when we're seeking first, his kingdom and his righteousness. Amen? The kingdom, we already said, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So... Also, what it says is seek first the kingdom of God and whose righteousness? His righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It does not say seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness. It says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's exactly what it says in the Greek. It's referring back to God. Okay, so what does that mean to seek God's righteousness? That means that I'm not seeking my own righteousness. Amen. I am not seeking my own righteousness. I'm seeking the righteousness of God. Now, what does God say about the righteousness of God? 
that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Somebody say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. <laughs> oh, gosh. Somebody say it louder like you believe it. <laughs> I am the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what God says about you. That's not what Pastor Joy is saying about you. I didn't make that up. It's in the word. Okay? That's what he says about you. Okay? We don't want to disagree with God. Amen? He says, you are my righteousness in Christ. Amen? If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. You've been washed in the blood. Amen? All right. Now, God's righteousness has been given to us as a gift, as Ryan preached this morning. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm like, keep going. So good. Okay? What is God's righteousness? It is because of what Jesus did on the cross, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And it has nothing to do with what I did. That's why I'm not seeking my own righteousness. Amen? The Bible says that my own righteousness apart from Christ is as filthy rags. Okay? So it does nothing for me to try and seek after my own right doing, to seek after my own right behavior before I feel qualified for God's grace. Amen? So when I am worried and fearful and concerned, oh my gosh, I don't know, there's no money, I can't pay the rent, or whatever it is that's happening, I don't know the situation, what's happening with our schools, or whatever that is, we want to come back to, this is not depending on my righteousness, this is depending on the righteousness that he won at the cross and that he imparted to me as a gift. It makes me more aware of the fact that I'm a daughter of God, I'm a son of God, and I know that that he's going to back me up because he is an awesome dad. Amen. And it puts me in the position of getting out of the kingdom of this world and entering into the kingdom of God and his righteousness because that's a powerful place to stand. Amen. No one can take his righteousness from you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, no one's going to take that away. So the more I seek him and the more I seek what it is that means that he has made me his righteousness in Christ, the more I receive that, the more I'm going to see his kingdom manifesting on the inside of me, the more I'm going to experience peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, the more I believe that he has made me righteous, the more my behavior is going to follow that belief. Amen? If I believe that I am a piece of dung, and if I believe that he agrees with that, I am likely going to sin by faith. I am likely going to have my actions follow exactly what I believe, and you're going to see my behavior look like what I think I am. Amen? So the more we, we tend to worry and strive and like, oh, I'm not good enough, and I'm not this, I'm not a good enough mom, or whatever, seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all those things will be added to you. God, I thank you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ, not because of anything I did, but because of what you did on the cross. And I receive that you have washed me clean. I receive that you receive me fully and wholeheartedly as your daughter, as your beloved daughter, like the apple of your eye. So I know that you're working these things out. So I just want to know your heart more, God. I'm going to seek after who you are. And it's a powerful place to stand. It's a position of authority. And it's the place that the enemy tries to lie to you the most because he knows how powerful you are, church. He knows that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. 
when you rise up in the power and the authority that Jesus provided for you on the cross. I want to get him everything he paid for. Amen. 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 <laughs> he didn't pay for us to slink away from things and say, oh, I'm just not good. Oh, God is good, and I'm the worst, and I'm the worst. That's not what he paid for. He gave us his righteousness. He empowered us. He empowered us. He defeated the enemy and disarmed the enemy. The enemy has no arms and no feet. <laughs> All he has is lies. All he has is the lies that he tries to tell you. And if you believe them, then you step back and you actually relinquish your position to him. But it's time to rise up and it's time to believe what God says about you, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ because of a free gift that he gave you, because he loved you even while we were yet sinners, while we were yet his enemies. He loved you, and he decided he was going to die on the cross for you. Amen? He's so good. Somebody say, he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> so, the more I come to that understanding, the more I'm going to see the kingdom manifest. And to be honest, the more I'm going to see that anointing manifest, and the more I spend time in his presence and understand how righteous I am, the more addictive it is to be in his presence because I know how much he loves me. And the more time I spend in his presence, the more I'm going to absorb more of who he is, and I'm going to be walking past people. And the next thing I know, someone gets healed just because I walked past them. And it's not because of me. It's because of what Jesus is. Amen. And it's because I believe it now. Does this make sense? Amen. Amen. So in other words, don't worry, strive, and stress for money as your highest priority, priority right now, for example. Okay? Don't worry, strive, and stress. That's what the Gentiles do. That's what unbelievers do. They're living from a kingdom where they feel like they're orphans and there's no one bigger than them. We come from a different kingdom. Seek first the kingdom because there's a whole different economy. Our dad owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Our dad multiplies food. Our dad multiplies money and brings provision from places that you can't even imagine. There's honey in the rock. Amen. <laughs> There's water in the stone. There's manna on the ground. Everywhere you go. <laughs> Everywhere you go. He can bring money out of a fish's mouth. Amen? So don't stress and strive with money as your priority right now. Seek first the kingdom. Get his peace on the inside of you that comes from placing him in the proper order and fully receiving his righteousness. Amen? Your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. Jesus said that in that scripture. Your heavenly Father already knows. So don't worry. Don't stress. Don't strive. Seek him. Get in his atmosphere. And then speak it out of your mouth. Amen? Amen. Spend time in his presence receiving his righteousness. Hunger and desire to worship Jesus first in importance and in order as the highest place in all of our affections. Now, here's the thing. is like seeking after Jesus. I love, I love Tia's testimony that she shared last week. She's like, I didn't go to ministry school because I was so on fire for God. She's like, I went to ministry school because I wanted fire for God. I wanted more passion. I want more. And that's okay. It's awesome. But when you enter into his presence and you start fully receiving the right righteousness, the love that he pours out on you, the grace that he, that he pours out on you, he gives you grace to seek after his presence. He gives you the grace to desire more of him. It all originates from him. We can't even take credit for that. 
We can't even take credit for our faith because he gives that to us too. Amen? So the more we just receive it and bask and just, just fully receive it and confess it, it's really, really powerful. Amen? Amen. All right. Prioritize and spend time each day getting the revelation and the awareness of your righteousness in Christ, which is his righteousness. Okay? Meditate on it. Declare it over yourself. You will have an unshakable peace in your soul. Amen? You will not be shaken. Amen? It will energize your faith as you pray. When you feel like you're a piece of dung and that God thinks so too, when you pray, you probably have very little faith that your prayer is going to get answered. And you're basing it on who you are rather than on who he is. Amen? It's going to energize your faith. It's going to give you a confident expectation to receive good things from your heavenly Father. And that's why our Father, in knowing the things that we need every day, tells us not to worry about them. Because he knows he's got us. Amen? All right. So, replace worry with seeking. When you find yourself worrying, then you say, I'm going to seek. Okay? Somebody say, instead of worrying... I'm going to seek. Mm-hmm. Amen. When you know that you know that you know that you are in right standing with God and that your right standing always puts him on your side, every fear and worry has to leave. Amen. You are a beloved son or a daughter of the King of Heaven, the Almighty God. If God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. Somebody say, if God is for me, who can be against me? He loves me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ because he willed it so and because I received it as a free gift. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. All right. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I was, I was in my prayer time. Well, first of all, I got to church, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to beeline to my office because I got this message I got to prepare. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in the office, and I got to buckle down. I'm going to study. I'm going to get this message, right? And so I come in, and I just so happened to be walking in as the intercessors were coming out. And you can only imagine what happened at that point. So I'm getting prayed over, prophesied over. I'm like, I'm finally like laying on the ground, just like crying, just like, Jesus, you're so good. This is so awesome, especially when I'm preaching on seeking first your kingdom. <laughs> Even seeking first a message from him. It's like I'm, I'm looking for the answers to the things. Have you guys ever done that? In your prayer time, I'm like, God, I'm stressed about this thing. Will you please tell me, like, what do you want me to do about this thing? And this thing is painful. And then this thing over here, and I don't know what to do with that. And, da, 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 da. and it's just like I'm still seeking after the things with God. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, Jesus. Like, I, I literally made a list. I'm like, I'm stressed about this and this and this and this. And I wrote it down. And I'm like, I'm putting this on your plate, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, you're the bearer of my burdens. I know that your yoke is easy, uh, that, that uh, your burden is light. So I know that if I'm feeling burdens, it's not from you. So I'm like, this is on your plate officially. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to pray and seek your face. And what do you want to talk about? 
And what was so funny is I had such a powerful prayer time. And then he told me a scripture to look up. And I'm looking up the scripture. And I get sucked in. Like, have you ever had those moments where you're just, like, sucked in? And you're reading the Bible. You're like, oh, my gosh, I never saw that before. And on that thing and whatever. And I'm just like, wow, that just, like, opens my mind in a different way. And as I'm in this flow in the spirit, I get, like, a series of three phone calls. And it was the answers to three of the things on the list already. And I'm just like, come on, Jesus. It really works. These things really did get added to me <laughs> because I was seeking him first. And it's not, it's not like I was seeking him for those answers. You know what I mean? I just like, okay, here you go. Let's talk about something else. Amen. He cares about all the things. Amen. He cares about every detail of your life. It's not that he doesn't care, but it's just like, I want to seek him first and trust that he's going to take care of it. Amen. Amen. Okay. What I want to use my faith for in my prayer time with the Lord is, is not so much faith that like, okay, I have faith that that situation's going to get better. And I have faith that that person's going to change or get healed or whatever. And I have faith that this thing in my body is going to be healed. And I have faith for this and for that and for this and for that. What, what the scripture is saying is seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Okay, so where's the one thing that I'm supposed to put my faith in? I'm supposed to put my faith in what he's declaring about I am the righteousness of God in Christ is true. That what he says is true. And that's actually what, it, what I'm putting my faith in. And if I believe that that's true, I know that his word is true. That he is going to answer those things. Those things are going to be added to me. Amen. But the thing I want to focus on with my faith is God, you truly did make me righteous. And it doesn't matter how the circumstances lie to me. It's just like a bad doctor's report, okay? There's this bad doctor's report. It's like, okay, there's this thing going on and this thing and this thing in your body. But what do we do with that? We want to rise up in faith and be like, you know what? I am healed in Jesus' name. I realize that this is something that's happening, but by faith, I am healed in Jesus' name. Amen? It's the same thing. It's like, oh, man, I blew it yesterday. Oh, gosh, I lost my temper. I was ornery. I was irritable. I lost my faith for a second. I was like, God, where are you? Just, like, frustrated or whatever. I blew it. All the evidence is there. All the evidence of unrighteousness is there. There's the mess, okay, the messiness. It's all there. But despite what that evidence says, I'm going to believe what God says about me is true. And I'm going to confess in the face of this, by faith, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? That, in fact, is the best time to, con to confess that. That is the best time to stretch your faith in that area. When it's like, oh, man, I have not screwed up worse than I did the other day. That's the best time. You know what, God? I believe you and I trust you that you have made me the righteousness of God in Christ. Isn't that funny how it feels like it takes more faith on certain days? The truth is on our best day, our righteousness is filthy wrecks. Amen. On our best day. Okay. All right. The more that I believe that I am righteous the more my actions will reflect righteousness, and it doesn't work the other way around. It doesn't work the other way around. 
the more I believe that I'm righteous, the more my actions are going to follow my beliefs. Okay? Someone in the world that has never met Jesus could have every righteous act that there is. They could put us all to shame with their great character and all the amazing things that they're doing for the poor. And even if they're healing the sick and doing all of the things, if they don't get their righteousness from God, their righteousness is filthy rags and gets them nowhere. Amen? So important to understand. It's his righteousness or nothing. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So, faith is directly related to righteousness in the New Testament 20 times. It refers to faith and righteousness as being related and tied together 20 times, okay? Just, just as a comparison, faith is directly linked to salvation only four times. So, God is serious about this thing when he's talking about righteousness by faith, Amen. Amen? <laughs> He's very serious about righteousness by faith, okay? So where do we need to use our faith? Instead of feeling unworthy or that we don't deserve his blessings or that we don't deserve his provision or that he's far away or we're feeling unclean, this is when we need to declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ by faith. Amen? We're going to say it 20 more times, I promise. So just say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. <laughs> We're going to get those declarations in here, okay? <laughs> All right, Romans 9.30. Romans 9.30 says, what shall we say then? Simply this, that the Gentiles who did not attempt to become right with God by how they lived were made right with God, and this was the result of their faith in Christ. Okay, so why is it that we're righteous by faith? It's not that we're never going to see any kind of manifestation of sin in, in our life. It's not like, oh, we're just never going to have another bad thought again. Okay, it's that when those things happen, you have to receive your righteousness by faith. Amen? All right. Someone say, I am righteous by faith. Amen. And the more you believe this, the more you will see the blessings of the righteous fall on you. All of these things will be added unto you. Health, emotional well-being, provision, answers, all the things. And it's going to be because you're receiving it. So often we push away the things that we don't think we're worthy of. You know what? If God tells me that I'm an author and I push it away and I say, I don't think that I can do that. I'm not going to receive what it is that he wants me to do. I'm not going to receive his grace for it because I don't believe I'm supposed to write, so I'm never going to put pen to paper. Does this make sense? If I don't believe that he has made me righteous, I'm not going to receive his love. I'm going to stiff arm it and say, no, God, I'm not worthy of that. I'm going to say no to the plans that he has for me. I'm going to say no to the provision he has for me, or I'm not going to recognize it because I'm going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm not good. Amen? All right. Okay. Matthew 6.33 is so important in this season. It's important in every season, but it's very important in this season. Seek him first, seek his kingdom, and pray. And we talked a little bit about, like, this current season. Um, again, keys in this season, keys in every season, but especially this season. Soaking in his presence, prayer time, listening prayer, 
spend time in his presence. It might feel counterintuitive because I know there's a lot of busyness and things like that, but it's that much more important to spend time in the presence of God, to spend time in his word, but reading his word with the Holy Spirit. Amen? When we read the word, it's not just like this, this brain activity where I'm going to read a chapter a day and I'm checking a box. It's like, no, I am going to read. I'm going to ask him what I should read. That's typically what I do. I ask him like, Lord, what do you want me to read? And he shocks me all the time. Um, but I'm going to read something and I am going to read until I encounter the voice of God. The right now rhema word of God. Okay? It's, it's the rhema word of God that is sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Amen. Everybody's so quiet. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's put the scripture up. Isaiah 10, 27. Isaiah 10, 27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. Does that sound good? Yeah. His burden will be taken from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Amen. Somebody say, yay for the anointing oil. It breaks yokes of bondage. It breaks burdens off of our back. What doesn't break those burdens is striving and trying harder and reading more self-help books and like, how do I, I mean, those things are good. Those are awesome. I've, I use those things. But it's his anointing that's going to break yokes of bondage off of your life. And I'm going to prophesy over you in this season, there's opportunity and he is pouring out on you by his grace that he is uh, defeating lies that have been in your family for generations. He's pulling things out of the foundations and things that you've believed from childhood and you're getting breakthrough and you have this opportunity to enter in to the new things in this season and it comes by his anointing. It's like get, get in his presence and receive as much as you can in this season because he's doing an amazing work, a, a very accelerated work for people where they're going to de defeat some of the lies that have been there, those strongholds, even those footholds that have been there for generations. He's uprooting those things because there's an acceleration because his church is rising up in this season. Amen? Do you receive that? Hallelujah. He's going to do things in a second that you would think years of therapy would be needed. And again, I'm not against therapy. I'm a huge believer in therapy, counseling, all the things. I've done all the things. But he's going to do it in this season. It's like with his anointing. It's his anointing that breaks yokes of bondage. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's pouring out his anointing in the secret place to break yokes and long-held lies in your foundations. You're about to see traction and forward motion like you've never seen before. So keep pressing into his presence. The more you feel burdens weighing you down, the more you feel yokes on your neck, press into his presence for the anointing. Don't try harder to check the boxes in this season. Don't try harder to meet the deadlines in this season. Get in his presence and get that anointing. It's going to break those yokes off of you, and you're going to know what to put your hand to, and you're also going to watch those things get taken care of supernaturally. Amen? I, I speak that over like there's like bureaucracy happening and like stuff getting held up in the spirit and like paperwork and all the things. And we just declare smoothness over them. We just declare oiliness over all those things that the promotions and things are not going to be held up anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
I don't like talking about what the enemy's doing. I want to know what God is doing. These are the things that God is doing. Amen. Don't let the enemy trick you with, with smoke and mirrors in this season. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. We need to get in his presence now more than ever. We need to not forsake the assembling of ourselves. I'm telling you this because I love you. And as mom of the house, and I'm not, I'm not trying to call anyone out. I'm making zero eye contact. <laughs> zero eye contact. But we, we need to be in church. And I know that um, we can pendulum swing from generation to generation. Okay? Like, I was raised in a generation where it's like, you go to church every day, and you do the thing, and you check the box, and da, 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 da. and if you don't do that, you're in trouble, and if you don't do that, you're not righteous. If you don't do that, God's mad at you, and you got to work harder, and ministry's hard, and prayer is hard, and intercession is hard. It's kind of the generation that I grew up in. But what we can do if we're not careful is pendulum swing over here and be like, eh, you feel like going to church today? I don't know. Let's find out. What do you think? <laughs> Again, I'm making no eye contact. It's just I'm I'm just like like in this season. There's so much swirl in the atmosphere. There's so much indoctrination of our children and things like that. We need to get in the house of God. Now, I am not saying, oh, this is a religion and you can't get away with your family for a weekend or whatever. I'm talking about it's not a question. Like we've had a stronghold in our family for a long time of like it's not a question. Even before we were technically in full time ministry, it's not a question. We're going to church. We're raising our kids in church because they need it. They need to be uh, rooted in the word of God, and they need to be flying in the spirit as well. Amen. <laughs> rooted and flying. Someone say, rooted and flying. <laughs> if you're just flying, you could fly off somewhere crazy. <laughs> if you're only rooted, you're not going to get very far. <laughs> so you need both. You need to be rooted in the word and flying with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. As much as we're fighting the battle in the world of just like, okay, we're, we're not going to allow some of these things to influence our children. It's like we are very blessed in this country still that we can come and meet in church and we can gather our kids and stuff like that. So let's make sure that the thing we're fighting for is also being lived out in our life. Do you know that that's how impartation works? Does that make sense? Like it's one thing for me to like pray and pray, Angela, receive a spirit of joy, receive it, I'm imparting joy, <laughs> I'm praying for joy. No, what's going to happen is like if I am allowing joy to bubble up on the inside of me and I'm living a life of joy, I'm just like, ha, 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 take it. <laughs> it flows out of your life, okay? And so in, the, in that same way, the fight that we fight out there we need to be living a life. It's like we don't have a ministry because we have a message. We have a ministry because we have a life. Does this make sense? <laughs> cricket, cricket. Maybe? I don't know. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what I'm not talking about, oh, by the way, <laughs> so, uh, so when it talks about like coming to church and stuff, uh, we get washed in the water of the word. Amen. And then you also get washed by being around community and just like, oh, man, could you pray for me about this thing? And like, I'm really struggling because I'm feeling like a bad mom. And you get awesome community around you just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, you are not a bad mom. Oh, my gosh. This thing and that thing and this thing. And God is backing up. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ. It's like we need all of those things. That's what church is. It's not the building. It's the people. Amen. It's Jesus. It's his presence inside of people. Amen. 
Really, really powerful. But how many of you felt washed in the water of the word when we talked about healthy sexuality in this place? How many of you felt a little calibration? I know I did, okay? Because what the world preaches and pushes is radically different than what God intended, amen? Even for me, it was a reset of like, oh my gosh, yes, this is God's plan and this is why, amen? And so then you look at movies and you look at TV and you're that much more like, wow, that is actually really unhealthy, even though it's considered normal. Does this make sense? So you get this like reset and this recalibration when you're washed in the water and you get around really healthy community. It's really powerful. But what I'm not talking about is a holy huddle where we come together just like the world is so scary and we're going to run and hide and we're going to get in a bunker together and we're going <laughs> to, right? We're not talking about a holy huddle and just like, oh, keep those worldly people out, right? It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about coming in, getting filled up, get recalibrated, get washed in the water of the word so that we can go out in the world and shine bright. Amen? So that we can go out in the world and be his light in the dark places so that we aren't swayed by the spirit that's in the world, but we're actually going to come and shift the atmosphere. Does this make sense? So that we can go and be the church out there because nothing can stop the church out there. The gates of hell will not prevail against her if she knows who she is and if she rises up in all the things that Jesus gave her. Amen? Nothing can stand against his church when she rises up in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, let's let's uh, look at the scripture, Romans 8, 19. Romans 8, 19. For the eagerly awaiting creation waits for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. All of creation is eagerly awaiting the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. Now, notice it doesn't say all of creation is awaiting the revealing of the church of God. It doesn't say all of creation is awaiting the revealing of the people of God. It says the sons and the daughters. Why does it say it like that? Because all of creation is waiting and longing for all of us to realize that we're his kids, to realize that we're his beloved son, his beloved daughter. Amen? All of creation is like, come on! <laughs> he paid it all, like, over 2,000 years ago, right? There's nothing holding you back. Like, get it through your head. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are not an orphan. You are not forgotten. You are not left alone. You were thought of before you were born. In fact, he formed you, and he knew everything you would ever do, everything you're, you haven't done yet, and he chose, that's my daughter, that's my son, and I'm going to pay the highest price so that they can receive that from me, and they can receive my righteousness, and they can receive my holiness. Amen? All of creation's like, come on! <laughs> Amen? Amen. So we are not victims of the enemy. We are on the offensive. Amen? Keep the sword in your mouth. Keep your sword in your mouth. The word of God in your mouth confessed out is powerful. Okay? We are not victims. I know it's been a hard season. I've been in such a hard season. Like, it's been crazy intense, crazy intense warfare. Like, I won't even get into all of it. Thing after thing after thing going wrong, like 
someone stole something out of, out of our car and our car's not running and then all of a sudden, you know, like this thing's going wrong, dishwasher quit working, it's raining in the little kid's room, like the dryer quit working, just weird things, dryer quit working, just stuff to stop you up and then fighting with insurance companies, trying to figure it out and then we get COVID and then his brother has a heart attack and praise God, he, he delivered him and set him free and he's healed, thank you Jesus. But as we were going through all of this, things looked really bleak. It, if there was a second where I was like, Jesus, can the rapture happen like right now? <laughs> Have you ever been there? <laughs> Jesus, right now would be a great time for the rapture. Just take me home right now, right? When we start like getting buried by that, we start to feel beaten down by the enemy. Oh, the enemy's beating me up. The enemy's beating me up. Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard. I, I know I did that. But man, if we can keep the word in our mouth and be like, no, actually, I know that breakthrough's on the way. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And I know that this is just a season. This too shall pass. And we are going into the next season and we're going to a new level. And I'm not going to let these circumstances cropping up make me think that I'm not supposed to walk through the door that God already told me to walk through. Amen. I'm not going to be led by circumstances. I'm going to be led by the peace of God and what he's told me to do. Amen. Amen. Speak to your circumstances and tell them who you are. Tell them who you are in Christ. Tell them, God's my daddy. The lion of the tribe of Judah, he's my dad. Right? Tell your circumstances. Tell them who Jesus is. Tell them who you are to him. Hebrews 10.23 says, Hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. It doesn't say hold fast to your faith. It says hold fast to your confession of faith. So declare the things. Declare the things. It's powerful. It's not just this Christian exercise that we do that's goofy. It's powerful when the word of God comes out of your mouth and you're declaring it over your situation. Atmospheres shift and circumstances change. They bow to the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So what does this mean to hold fast to the confession of your faith? Keep your beliefs up. Keep your beliefs up. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you've got the word of God coming out your mouth, the more you're hearing it. It's building your faith. It's strengthening you. You're like, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. There's no fear that can touch me because I'm a daughter. I'm the apple of his eye. Even when it looks scary, I know he's working behind the scenes. Amen. And you'll have unshakable peace because his kingdom cannot be shaken. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. We're going we're gonna to close with um, this. I heard the Lord saying this over us, and so I'm just going to read this to you. So just close your eyes and just put out your hands. Because I asked the Lord, because I was, I was hearing from so many people, it's like it's been a tough season for a lot of people. I know not everybody, and that's okay. That's, that's great. We're happy for you. We're going to rejoice with those who are rejoicing, and we're going to weep with those who weep. But I asked the Lord, I'm like, what is going on in our church spiritually? And this is what I heard him say. And just receive it. He said, breakthrough. Breakthrough. Contend for the next level. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't let situations speak louder than what I say about your life and where you are going. This all stems from me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Receive from me, connect to me, 
Take the time to abide. Pull from me as your source, your source of truth, your source of hope, your source of prophecy, your source of strength, your source of joy, your source of happiness, your source of connection. I am here for you, and I will always be here for you. That's the greatest guarantee you ever have in life. I am not leaving you or turning my heart away from you ever. I am consistent, and I am constant. I have a cheerful heart toward you always. So Jesus, I just thank you so much for this word, God. And I just pray, Father, that you would speak even individually to people right now. Show them circumstances. Start breathing life and truth. And just, uh, would you just just clarify anything where there's been muddiness or just like weariness or whatever. We just declare that you are, are just clearing the clouds, God, and that you're helping us to see the light at the end of the tunnel, the silver lining, God, and the things that you intend Lord Jesus, we're not going to get fixed and, and fixated on what the enemy's been doing, but we're going to look and say, Jesus, what are you doing? And we're going to partner with you in it. And I just thank you for it. And I just release right now grace, 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 grace for intimate, wonderful, powerful times in the secret place. I release right now encounters with Jesus powerful encounters with Jesus, places where we need these truths to go down deep and in areas of pain. God, you know exactly how to speak to your people. I speak to those on the live stream as well. The live stream as well. There is not any single one of you that he's forgotten about. He knows your name. He knows every hair on your head. And so I just release the revelation of that to the deepest place of everyone's hearts. And we just thank you so much, God, for what you paid for on the cross. We thank you for bleeding for us. We thank you for being tortured for us. We thank you, God, for the shame that you went through. We thank you for the torment, God. We thank you for the exhaustion. We thank you for the blood pouring out of you, God. And we just say, Jesus, you paid such a high price. We want to receive everything you did. And so, God, we humbly say, we receive the righteousness that you paid for, and we boldly declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen.